0: in the book of Colossians just real quick like I want to touch on something there and then move back to Galatians so um, the book of Colossians chapter 1 Colossians chapter 1 amen and um, let's see here praise God we'll begin at verse number 9 Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 9 Amen. I still hear some of you turning, so I'll give you a moment to get there. Amen. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 9. As you're turning, let me talk to you for a moment. We're we're continuing our study on what the Bible teaches us about the blessing of the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord is empowerment, enablement. Enhancement of life that our Heavenly Father places upon a man or a woman here upon the earth. It's something from his world that is placed upon a person here in this world that again enables us to, to be successful, it empowers us to be victorious, it enhances our lives. We've we looked where God commanded his blessing upon their crops and they produced three years worth of food in one growing season. And not only did it produce three years worth of food, that, that food was preserved um, for three years. Again, this is just uh, uh, some idea of, of what the blessing of the Lord um, upon a man or a woman's life is. Uh, looks like and, and what it will produce um, Satan wants us to be ignorant of these things He never wants you to understand anything about the blessing and he's tipped his hand when we see how watered down the concept of blessing has become amongst God's people in the sense that we say it after somebody sneezes or we say it you know, quick prayer before our food. And for many people, that's all they understand about blessing, amen. But we're learning more than that, amen. And not only are we learning more than that, we're laying hold of these things by faith. All right, Colossians chapter one and verse nine. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Walking worthy of the Lord, by the way, look at me for a moment. Walking worthy of the Lord simply means giving Him the place He deserves in your life. Jesus taught us these things um, when He was here upon the earth. Verse 11, strengthen with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy. Patience and long suffering is talking about our ability to deal with difficult situations and to deal with difficult people, amen. If you think about it, the the, the more challenging things in life are gonna fall into one of those two categories. Um, Challenging situations, uh, circumstances and issues are challenging people, people who are, are difficult or situations who are difficult. Sometimes difficult people create difficult situations, amen but we can rise above and overcome. Amen. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, look at me for a moment. I'm going to read a couple more verses, but look at me for just a moment, please. This verse that I just read to you, a partaker qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. If you have studied what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, to you and me, through the Apostle Paul, we see that he talks a lot about our heritage or he talks a lot about our inheritance. And what we see, again, throughout um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, is that this inheritance is referring to the blessing, That we have inherited, not as biological descendants of Abraham, but even better than that, as spiritual descendants of Abraham. We have inherited the blessing that Father God, the enhancement, the enablement, the empowerment that God placed upon Abraham. We now, as non-biological descendants of Abraham, have inherited this blessing This is the inheritance that he is saying that we are now qualified for. We were previously disqualified, amen. I don't know if you've ever applied for a job that you didn't qualify for. Really good pay, really good benefits. Only problem is you didn't have the master's degree or you didn't have the five years experience or what have you, you didn't qualify for it. Well, it's one thing for us to talk about the blessing and get everybody excited about the blessing But if you never understand that that you have been qualified by God to have equal share in this blessing, equal share in this inheriting of this blessing, then, again, it'll just be something that you think belongs to somebody else and not to you. Amen. When you truly believe you've been qualified, you'll stop trying to qualify yourself. Amen. You'll realize that Father has qualified you. Verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Now, there are quite a few things that I want you to take home with you today from what the Holy Spirit is is saying to us now. The main thing that I'm wanting you to understand or understand in a deeper way is that your Creator Father wants you blessed. Okay? He wants you blessed. The first thing Father God did for Adam after He created him was He blessed him. I believe He created him so that He could bless him. That blessing is so much a part of our existence that we were created by God so that God could bless us. We see Jesus taught us about these things to help us better understand them. And he used as an example the heart of a mother or a father for their own children and how we want our children to be blessed. We enjoy giving good things to our children and and, and helping our children and blessing our children and taking care of our children. And he says, if we being evil have that same heart and attitude towards our children, how much more does our Father desire these things for us? Now this is really important because there are a lot of people who do not understand the heart of God in this way. They do not think of God as God wanting them blessed. And instead, they think that they've got to somehow try to leverage Him into blessing them. That they've somehow got to to put Him in their debt so that He'll do something good for them. And they view blessing as trying to talk God into doing something that He doesn't really want to do. My friend, that is wrong told the class this morning, and I, I don't want to shock you with the statement, but I'm 100% convinced it's true. Are you ready for this? Your Creator Father wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed. He wants you blessed. Now, what we see, of course, is <laughs> that when we were blessed in Adam, in Father Adam, and Adam sinned and disqualified himself for the blessing, Father, God already had a plan in place, another way, if you will, for you and me to be qualified again to be blessed. Our sin separated us from fellowship with our Creator Father, and it separated us from His... uh, Desire to bless us it made it impossible for him to bless us your sin my sin made it impossible for us to have fellowship with God And it made it impossible for us to be blessed by God and so father God just wiped his hands of us and went on to something else is that right? No, he already had a plan. I'm I'm again. I could speak the rest of this month on What that plan is? And it's important, but more than the plan itself, I'm wanting you to see the bigger picture here this morning, and that is he wants you blessed so much that he had an alternate plan in place so that when Adam sinned and disqualified himself and by proxy you and me from fellowship and blessing, that Father God already had another plan in place to re-qualify us, if you will. And this plan, amen, is one that's not based upon our obedience, but it's based upon Jesus's. It's not based upon what you've done for God lately. It's based upon what Jesus did for you in the eyes of the Father, and then you've accepted by faith as a free gift. Amen. This is why the only way to receive this blessing is to inherit it. You cannot earn it. You cannot buy it. You cannot be good enough Uh, to receive it. You can only receive it by inheritance. And of course, what qualifies us is being born a second time. Amen. Being reborn. Thank you, Jesus. Now, turn with me, if you will, to Galatians 3. So it's the will of God for you to be blessed. We're going to Depending on how far we get this morning, we'll develop some more of that this evening. If you can't be here, please, the the messages are free online, hccnow.org, or you can request a copy, we can get you a copy, amen, but video, audio, whatever, it's free, I mean, we want you to know this, we want you to have access to these teachings, and as Brother Keith Moore says, um, you know what free means, right, free means no excuse, free means no excuse, Amen. You know, if we were charging you $7 for a series or something like that. No, no, it's free. It's free, okay? Now, Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Here it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on On a tree this is the this is the plan that father God had in place before he ever created Adam that would qualify you and me once and for all for fellowship with him and to be blessed by him and it involved Jesus coming under the curse that that was on top of us he lifted it off of us and he carried it away but he didn't just do that so we would no longer be cursed he did that so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Gentiles mean non-biological descendants of Abraham. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, the blessing, and, we, and we've been on this for some weeks now. I, I, I want to say maybe, hey amen, I'm not exactly sure. Started in 2019. And what we're learning along the way is that the blessing includes many different benefits. But I want to draw your attention this morning to four. To four. Okay, and then I'm going to show them to you um, in, a, in a passage of Scripture, and then we'll talk about maybe one or two of them. Amen. But the blessing of Abraham that is now upon every born again believer includes okay are you blessed amen come on now are you blessed this we got we you either you either are or you're not amen i feel i feel compelled do not make the mistake of consulting your feelings or your current situation or circumstances to decide whether or not you're blessed. Right. Amen. You know, we get a raise, we, you know, a lot of good things are happening. Our children make, you know, A's and B's on the report card, and we can't tell enough people how blessed we are. Then, you know, we start having some symptoms, maybe not feeling well. We get a bill we didn't expect, have to pay more taxes than we had anticipated. Now all of a sudden we don't think, we don't believe we're blessed anymore. It's not based upon the circumstances. This is something that Father God has, has placed upon you and we operate in, in this blessing by faith. Meaning what? Meaning we believe we're blessed even if the circumstances in our lives don't, don't seem to reflect that in the present moment. So the blessing of Abraham that is upon every born-again believer. Right now, if you have, been, if you have received the gift of salvation, you have uh, the blessing of God upon your life. The, the, the blessing that God placed upon Abraham is now upon you. So four quick things. This blessing includes... Protection. I want you to write these down. If you take notes, I want you to write them down, okay? If you don't take notes, I want you to write them down, but amen, that might be hard for you to do right now. The blessing of Abraham that is now upon every born again believer includes protection. Protection. It includes provision. Provision. Jesus talked about this in Matthew uh, chapter 5 and 6. He talked about the things that we need on a daily basis food and clothing and shelter. The blessing of Abraham that is now upon every born again believer includes supernatural enhancement, supernatural enablement, supernatural in- empowerment in multiple areas. Four key ones. Number one, protection. Number two, provision. Number three, prosperity. Prosperity. Now, prosperity would be something above and beyond provision. If you look at God's people when they were enslaved in Egypt, they didn't have enough when they were enslaved. When He brought them out of Egypt... He fed them with manna and water and water, bread and water, bread from heaven and water. And and so they had what they needed. So they went from not having what they needed to having, you know, enough, not enough, enough. The promised land was a land of more than enough. More than enough. So when we talk about prosperity, we're talking about moving into another area of the blessing. And this is where you have more than enough, which means what? You're able to give. Father says he's given you the ability not to get provision. He's given you the ability to get wealth so that his covenant might be established in all the earth. Amen. Amen. And then the fourth one is promotion. Promotion. Okay. Protection, provision, prosperity, and promotion. Anybody interested? I think we all are. I I believe that people who don't even believe God or know God or believe there is a God, they they like these things. They they want to have a sense of security in their lives. They want to feel like they're protected. They want to to have the things that they need and the things that their families need. And then we desire to prosper, not just to barely scrape by every month, but, but, to, but to have extra, to have surplus. And, and then also this concept of promotion. It doesn't just mean, it absolutely means, but it means more than just being promoted on your job. Promotion is when Father exalts you, when Father raises you up. Now, I'll put it up on the screen. Genesis chapter 26, we see an example of the blessing of Abraham upon his son Isaac. Now, we have, and perhaps we'll continue. To look at the blessing of Abraham upon Abraham's life. But what I'm wanting you to see now is that the the blessing that was upon Abraham, it has has been inherited by Isaac. Remember, we have inherited this same blessing. So it's one thing for us to look at this blessing working in in Abraham's life. But now I want you to see it uh, operating in the life of one of his heirs because you my brother sister if you've been born again you also are one of his heirs remember a partaker of the inheritance partaker means you have an equal share in this so what am i saying i'm saying that what this blessing uh that was upon abraham inherited by isaac what this blessing uh did for isaac it'll do for you and me all right, Genesis 26 and verse 11. Let me, let me set the stage. I'm not going to read the whole... I could read 15, 20 verses here, but for sake of time. There's a famine in the land, and Isaac and Rebekah have come, and they have joined themselves to... Uh, Abimelech is, is king of the Philistines. So he is hanging out with the Philistines because there's some really difficult times in the land. And notice now verse 11. So Abimelech charged all his people saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. All right. So now what's going on here? Isaac and Jacob have been led of the Lord to come to find um, a a place of of shelter and protection with, if you know anything about the Old Testament, the Philistines are, 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 are not necessarily the most friendly towards the people of God. And yet, God has moved upon Abimelech's heart to say that not only are they protected there, that if anybody even raises a finger at them, they'll be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord, what the Lord do? The Lord blessed him. Verse 13. If you highlight verses in your Bible... The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Come on now. Is this because he was so smart? Is this because he worked so hard? There's a famine going on. Are you understanding this? There was a famine going on. I don't know if that famine was brought on by drought. In other words, other folks were working really hard and their crops were not producing a hundredfold. You realize that there are a lot of farmers throughout the history of mankind on planet earth who have worked really hard in planting seed and have harvested nothing. Isaac plants, and in the same year, He reaps a hundredfold. Seems like Jesus talked about reaping a hundredfold. Did he not? Matthew, the 13th chapter. The man began to prosper and continued prospering. Look at me for a moment now. Some of you, like me, at points in your life, you began to prosper, but you didn't continue prospering. How many of you know it's one thing to begin to prosper, it's another thing to continue prospering after you begin to prosper? Beginning to prosper is not the same as becoming very prosperous. If you want to become very prosperous, you've got to have a point when you begin to prosper, and then you've got to continue to prosper, and if you'll begin to prosper and continue to prosper, eventually you will become very prosperous. Anybody in here joining their faith together with mine to believe that we're going to continue to prosper and become very prosperous. Anybody in here prospering this morning? Amen. Anybody in here believing God to continue to prosper and and believing God to become very prosperous? Amen. Amen. The blessing of the Lord upon Isaac is doing this. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. What's going on? There is a marked difference between the results that Isaac is experiencing in life compared to the results everyone around him was experiencing in life. He was prospering when others were not. His crops were producing a hundredfold when others were not. His cattle and livestock were multiplying. They were healthy. They were free from disease. They were free from uh, all, all of these uh, you know, different uh, 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 conditions that, that would thin out the herd and, and, and these kinds of things. And so notice, this is... I think you've seen the protection, the provision, the prosperity. Now we come to the promotion. The Philistines envied him. When I was at the um, ministers' conference a uh, week before last, um, Sister Billy Brim, and I, I've got the, the videos uh, for that on the way, and I'm going to try to um, somehow show you this at some point, but she put up uh, an ancient map of the Holy Land and the reason not the only reason but one of the reasons that plot of land was so significant was because of the trade routes that passed through there from the three uh, major continents and the idea was that basically, people from all over the, you know, in those days, populated world, civilized world, whatever you want to call it, that as they would travel to different nations to to do trade and to do business, that no matter where they came from or where they were going, they would eventually have to pass through Israel. They would eventually have to pass through that land that God had, had assigned to them and the idea, of course, was that, that when they would pass through there, they would find a people blessed by God. They would find a unique people who didn't live like other nations. They would find a people who had committed themselves to God, who were blessed by God, who, for crying out loud, didn't feel like they had to work seven days a week just to get by. But they would work six, day, six days and then rest on the seventh. And then after working six years, they would take a whole year off. And their God would provide for them and they wouldn't miss a beat financially. And He put them there for all these other nations to see them as a testimony. Amen. My friend, I don't, I don't, you know, we read this word envied and we think, well, you know, I don't want people to envy me. That's not what he's talking about here. We see in both the Old Testament and the New Testament that Father God wants to make an example out of you. He wants people to be able to look at you and say, my goodness, their marriage is so much healthier than mine. Their children are so much healthier and, 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 and seem to have such a, a better attitude towards life than mine. They're, they seem to be blessed. In other words, for the blessing of, of the Lord to say you apart from other people and for folks to want to know what's different about you now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants Isaac's father Abraham had dug in the days of Abraham his father and they'd filled them with earth and Abimelech said to Isaac go away from us for you are much mightier than we. <laughs> now, I, it was kind of a, see, filling up, like it, it was a big deal to find water and to dig wells. And it was like trying to erase a man's legacy by going and filling up the wells that he had worked so hard to dig. And Abimelech realized, uh-oh, You know, we finally got rid of Abraham, Abraham who could take servants from his own house and go defeat a League of Nations. We finally got rid of him, what a threat he was to all of us. They all knew that if Abraham wanted to, wanted to take over everybody and make everybody his slave, that they were afraid that he had the ability to do it, right? But now Abraham's gone. And they're like, man, let's try to get rid of this man's legacy. Let's fill in his wells. Let's, uh, you know, let's, you know, we don't want people asking about these wells because if they ask about the well, they'll, somebody will tell them about Abraham and they'll find out about this, right? And so they, they tried to erase his legacy. They tried to remove any remembrance of him. And now along comes Isaac, and the same blessing on Abraham is on Isaac. Now, Isaac is just, it's just basically his family at this point. And he's in the middle of a nation, and yet the king of that nation says, you're stronger than us. You're mightier than us. You, you need to leave. You need to leave. Same fear in of Pharaoh in Egypt, right? That you're gonna outnumber us and take us over one day. We we need you to get on out of here. This, my brother, and my sister, is the blessing. Amen. Now I want to go back and I felt led of the Lord this morning to speak to you again on this subject of protection. Protection. We absolutely need the blessing of God upon our lives for many reasons. But the urgency that I have been feeling of late in my spirit concerning this one of many benefits, but again, this this benefit of protection that belongs to us as, as those who have received this blessing of Abraham. not here to alarm you listen to me please I am not here to try to scare you it's not my intention this morning fear and guilt and shame and condemnation are not in my toolbox but I am here to warn you this morning and part of my responsibility as the servant leader as the shepherd of this, of this uh, family of faith, is to warn you. Amen. The world has always been a dangerous place, but it is becoming an even more dangerous place than ever. And if you read the Bible, you will know that that's not going to change, it's only going to increase. Again, I'm not telling you this to scare you. The Bible says that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Jesus said, Father, I do not ask you to take them out of this world, but I'm asking you to keep them, to protect them while they're here because we're here on assignment. We got a job to do. And one of our assignments is to be living examples of a living God and his blessing upon our lives and our families. God made an example out of his people in Egypt. There was an invisible force field over the land of Goshen where all the Israelites lived in the days of slavery, in the days that the plagues came upon Egypt. We see that darkness covered the whole land of Egypt except for in Goshen. Everybody else's water turned to blood except for in Goshen. So we, we live, listen to me please, we, the world is a dangerous place. We need protection from another world. Plagues, pestilences, sudden destruction. Again, I could show you verses for all of this. These things are all part of the curse. And according to Jesus himself, they will increase more and more the closer we get to the end. The last couple of years, it was something called SARS. Anybody remember SARS, the SARS virus? The one now is called the coronavirus. Coronavirus, anybody heard of that lately? How about flesh-eating bacteria? How about mutated viruses that have jumped now from animals to humans? Not to mention antibiotic-resistant illnesses. Different kinds of infections that are changing and mutating faster than mankind can develop antibiotics to fight them. These things are not only here, my friends, they are increasing. Terror attacks, mass shootings, natural disasters. Again, they're not only here, but they're increasing in frequency and... Severity. Let me ask you a really pointed question this morning, can I? Are you really going to put your trust in your efforts to be a good person to protect you from these things? You realize that's where most people look for protection. If there's flesh eating bacteria in the room, I would advise you to look for something greater than karma for protection. Amen. And yet, karma is where most people put their confidence. And when karma and trying to be a good person doesn't protect us, people get so angry, so angry with God. When Jesus clearly told us in the scriptures that our thinking along those lines absolutely had to change. My friend, our faith is not in our good behavior earning us a free pass. Our faith is in the blessing. Our faith is in the God of the blessing. Our faith is in the one who wants us blessed so much that he allowed all of these curses to come upon his only begotten son so that we could be redeemed out from under him. I pray that you're listening to me this morning. Some of you have been here since June of 98. You know this is not a normal thing for me. Singers and musicians, come on, please. I'm not, again, I am not trying to scare you, but I'm, I'm... You ever heard the expression, you gotta get out in front of something? You, you don't need to wait until the bullets are flying to figure out where your confidence and trust for protection resides. You don't, you don't need to wait. You know, it's like, well, you know, I mean, it's just very few people have that virus here in the United States, and we don't travel much. and they, No, no, see, again, you're putting your confidence in, in, in luck, in, in happenstance, in, in likelihood, in chances. No, no, no. See, again, what, what are you going to do when, when you're faced with, with, with a, with a real-life, real-time situation? You need to go ahead right here this morning and figure out who you're trusting and what you're trusting to take care of you and to protect you. Amen. 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 Well, the gentlemen that are helping, brothers that are helping serve the communion, if you would please come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you Jesus. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? Yes, yes, amen. Do you believe your heavenly Father wants you blessed? Thank you. Amen. This meal that we're about to enjoy together, it says so many things. It speaks so many things to us. And among the things that it speaks to us is, again, the the, the body that was broken, the blood that was shed. It was broken and it was shed because of Father's desire to receive fellowship from you and because of his desire to give blessing to you, to protect you, to provide for you, to prosper you, and to promote you. Amen. let me pray for you father thank you for this time together this morning thank you for what you're saying to us Holy Spirit thank you for helping us process eyes to see ears to hear hearts to understand what you're saying to the church this morning father our confidence is not in our own strengths not in our own ability not in our our own um, creativity Our ability to think on the fly, none of that, Father. Our our confidence is in you. We put our trust in you. And we thank you, Father, for your blessing and all that it's producing upon our lives and families in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.